What's up, everybody? It's Javier from the Work Harder podcast. Today, our very special guest is going to be Carlos from West Styles. Carlos is a painter, a graphic designer, um, a clothing designer, a screen printer, and a bunch of other things that go along with the arts. Uh, Carlos and I actually met because he was referred to paint a piece that a friend of mine had created digitally. I needed someone to put it up on a wall and Carlos was the person that was referred for that. So um, I actually went to meet Carlos at a spot he was painting here in Arizona and when I showed up um, he just had this kind of excitement for life, Um, a lot of joy in telling his story. And the story just seems so cool. Um, He started telling me about how he used to work at the University of Arizona and then uh, left. Um, And how he felt like he was trapped. He needed the benefits. He needed the consistent pay. And and then he got a blessing from someone in his family. Um, um, And he took the plunge. And he's never been happier with the decision that he's made. So on this episode, we're just going to talk about how he took the step, things he did, um, and why he's proud of the steps that he took. So I hope you guys enjoy. Make sure you follow him at West Styles. He does some really cool designs. He makes a lot of t-shirts, a lot of different just merchandise, period. He's available for hire, but more importantly, he's happy. He's living his dream. Um, And the great thing is that he did this at an older age. He wasn't 20 or 21. You know, he was in his 30s already when he decided this is it. It's time for me to make this um, decision and take this step. So I hope you guys enjoy. Remember, please uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. And please follow me on Instagram or any of that other stuff. Um, My Instagram is marketingjavier510. So you guys enjoy your day and enjoy the listen. See ya. hear their own voice too i guess <laughs> yeah you know some people it's tough some people it's tough man to hear their own voice all right well thanks T- thanks for hanging out man we're here at the uh nobody cares work harder podcast we're here with carlos from west styles uh, what's, what's up man what's going on <laughs> what's going on not much man glad to be here with you man so yeah man funny story um Carlos was referred by Marcoso um, for work, and uh, he referred him to paint something. One of the pieces that Marcoso had created, he referred West Isles to paint and do the piece for him inside of one of the EG's restaurants. And so um, I went to meet up with Carlos, and he was painting over at Cream, and he started telling me his story. Uh and kind of some of the things that he had been through over the last year and all of this crazy pandemic stuff going on. And I thought, um, this is a story that kind of needs more people to hear. Um, especially considering you quit a nine to five and you, nine to five, man, and, and you, you took and the took plunge. The risk. Yeah, yeah. I took yeah. the risk to uh, do what I love. There you go. So yeah, let's talk about it, man. So you grew up here in Tucson or where'd grew you grow up? up? Here, uh, my whole life. Grew up on the west side of town, west of I-10. Yeah, let's um, specify where the west side is, man. Uh, I- <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, west side, Grant, 
West Grant, West Speedway, St. Mary's, Menlo, Barrio Anita, Hollywood, Sabaco. Okay. Brick to Jollyville. I mean, it's, you know, all my folks know. You okay. Know, they know me from from, the, <laughs> from those hoods. Okay. But uh, which hood were you in? Uh, so I was kind of I went to I went to elementary school at Tolly Elementary, um, which was in Barrio Sovaco, Speedway, and Al Rio area. Okay. Um, I know exactly where that's at. And then my it's grandparents, an interesting name. Yeah, and my grandparents. Uh, yeah, well, my <laughs> grandparents um, on both sides, my my father and my mother's side. Okay. Um, they grew up in Hollywood, uh, and it was funny because they lived back to back. So I had, you know, both sets of grandparents living right behind each other. Okay, um, which was which was cool. You know? So your family has roots in that area. Yeah, it's right? roots. We're it's all. I mean, I got cousins spread out, but uh, for the most part, that's that's where my family is. Has um, that has that side. has that area changed? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's and they keep trying to change it. You know. Um, but they're still there, you know. Hopefully, hopefully they don't get bought out, or you know, with what's going on. There's a lot of a lot of people uh, interested in the West Side now. That's beautiful, um, man. Buying properties, and you know, so hopefully they don't do too much gentrifying in these hoods. Sure. You don't push these these older families out, yeah, because um, that's where they belong. Yeah. You know? Absolutely, keep those hoods, hood. You know, people used to be scared to go in certain areas, man. Yeah, now there's now there's people buying up in there and building, and which is which is cool, I guess, to a certain extent. But you know, you can't you can't push everybody out. Sure, you know, I'm cool with you know I'm I'm super cool with like people investing in the neighborhoods, right? But I'm not cool with like raising prices. So you can't. I mean, gentrification is completely different. You know, that, yeah, that's the thing is you know. They're building these houses on these vacant lots that have been, you know, houses have been bulldozed and, you know, and somebody wants to come in and, and flip that house, flip that lot and maybe turn it into something that nobody in the neighborhood could afford. You know what sure. I mean? Um, but somebody has the money to buy that and and then that's kind of how it starts. And then they belong of course. to a homeowners association or they want to do something similar to that and start bringing buddies in from out of town, you know, transplants, transplants, things like that. Yeah. Snowbirds or whatever. And, uh, yeah. And then they start to push, you know, some of these, some of these families out and, you know, the hood doesn't win then. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's happening everywhere. Sure. Um, South Tucson is getting a lot of that right now as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, hopefully these guys don't, like I said, don't lose, lose their homes and get bought out by someone from California or something. Yeah, absolutely. So you so, grew up, so you grew up in that area, man. Were you painting stuff at an early age? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was always, uh, you know, drawing as a kid, drawing on homework, what, turning what, homework what, in with what with, got you, what got you into it? Um, you know what, man, when I was a kid, um, I always had older cousins, uh, you know, a few years older than me grew up in the eighties, eighties, baby, eighties, <laughs> baby. Okay. So, you know, I had cousins that were, you know, just different ages. They were into skating and, and rock and rap. And, you know, I had some knucklehead cousins and friends and things like that, that got into trouble and, you know, you get involved and 
a little bit of you you touch on a little bit of of all that you know and uh you know it, it, you just it turned into drawing and then and then as i got a, a young teenager um graffiti always always caught my eye yeah. but in the 80s um just the graphics in like the old uh thrasher magazines and Dope. just all the all the art all the eye candy Dope. looking at the wheels and the decks and the just the gear the the culture of it um and seeing just seeing all these logos and on cereal boxes and and all these crazy like graphics that I was just drawn to um got into graffiti uh wanted to put my name up everywhere and then you know as you get older high school um I got introduced to uh commercial arts which is pretty much you know graphic design now um graphic arts um, but I saw that it was very graphic and, you know, these illustrations so, and letterings. So and in the like 80s, what, what, I mean, how old were you when that uh, I was born in 82. Okay. Um, but like I said, I had cousins that were, you know, when I was born, I had cousins, you know, four, three, four, five years older than me. So when I was five, six, you know, these guys were already oh, teenagers. Okay. So they were into all this cool Dope. shit, you know? Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, so you know all this, all this art and all these, you know this this kind of graffiti background, and it, you know it just it got me to a point where I found out that you could get paid for this kind of stuff. Sure, you know, and uh, I've I've always been curious though, man. Like what what was the graphic design like looking like? Like like if you were doing something. Like some of those high def, like you know, high def for the '90s graphics. Like, what were you designing those on? So, I mean, it, I wasn't doing graphics in the 1990s, but um, you know, as a kid, just seeing like you know graffiti in the streets, okay. and then and then seeing like you know some of my skater cousins dressed up just in this really cool <laughs> thrasher yeah. style. Um, you know, Vision Streetwear and Airwalk and Vans and all that, like back then, you know? Sure. But it was so, there was so much to look at. Um, the marketing for all that stuff was crazy. Yeah, absolutely. The Thrasher magazine just had, you know, graphics, real bright pinks and greens and, yeah. and just really cool things to look at. And if you look, I mean, you could sit and watch, a, you know, look at a Thrasher magazine and just just find so much color and and you know, graphics, eye-catching graphics. Absolutely. Um, and I, it just turned into it just turned into something like that that really got my interest and has got me kind of where I am now and where you know what I'm interested in now. Um, did, did you go through a hard graffiti phase? Uh, probably in my in my junior high, early high school. Let's say maybe high school. Uh, I used to play a lot of sports, man. I was okay. I was pretty Dope. athletic. Um, I got up to let's say. Uh, I played freshman basketball over at Tucson High. And then, you know, once you get to high school, it's like it was a social thing. I want to I want to hang out. I want to party. I want to, you know, I didn't want to <laughs> go to practice. I didn't want to, you know. Sure. So, you know, you the art kind of consumed me. Um, the graffiti. Cons that consumed, culture. That culture just consumed you, right? Um, yes. And, um, you know, I lost lost interest in sports at least playing sports um uh organized sports um, yeah yeah so you know and then and then it, from there on it was you know 
after I graduated high school, I had a son um, about a year after high school. So uh, I started, you know, teaching him what I knew. Yeah. And uh, he took it well. You know, he was very uh, competitive. It's crazy to see. It's crazy to see your energy change, man. Yeah. When you're talking about that other stuff, and the moment you talk about your son, man, your face lights up. Yeah, I'm super proud of him. I'm (laughs) super proud of him. I love it, bro. I'm super proud of him. I'm a father. I'm a father of two, man, and I know that. I know that feeling. That's dope. I I have one. I have one. Yeah. um, And you know, a lot of people ask me, "Hey, you gonna have more kids, or did you try?" And I say, "You know what? The (laughs) Lord blessed me with one." healthy baby boy at the time and that's those were my those, that was what I was dealt you know those are my cards like you know if that's all he's going to give me that's all he's going to I came I come from a family of you know I got a bigger family I got mm-hmm. like I said four brothers I, my mom had five boys no girls wow I have uh, no sisters what was uh, that what was that <laughs> what were those fights like man growing oh, up oh I mean it was it was crazy yo it was it was uh <laughs> I mean, five boys in the house, you know, it, you know, we would eat my mom's, you know, the, we would eat her out the kitchen, the, the refrigerator. Of course, would man. So, yeah, you know, we had a lot of good meals and things like that as kids, but it was just like, it was just a lot of, you know, competitive brother and stuff, you know? Um, I was the oldest. Uh, so he was, he is 45. Okay. And then the youngest? And then it goes, and then it goes 40. And then it goes me. Um, I'll be thirty nine next month. Uh, we're about a year and a half. Me and my my older brother. And then there's two younger. There's a thirty four, thirty five year old, and then my kid brother, who's uh, he'll be twenty nine actually next week. Okay, so sixteen so, years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just a difference, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So. You know, uh, my two older brothers, of course, we were a little closer in age. So, um, you know, we grew up together. My two younger brothers were, they were, they were, as we got into junior high, high school, they were, you know, they were little guys in elementary. So, you know, we didn't have the same. too much in common. You know, yeah, they, yeah, were, yeah. they were my kid brothers, course, but I, you know, course. I didn't, um, we didn't hang out. But it's not like, like you, you were know. like playing baseball and stuff necessarily, like competitively with like your tiny my younger bro- brothers, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I, I do have a brother that's a year and a half, and we were pretty close. We yeah. grew up, um, and and to this day, we're still probably the closest, uh, just because we were so close in age. Yeah. Um, but same similar interests, you know. The 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 '80s were were so cool, sure. you know, all the movies and and just all this graphic arts everywhere, you know. Yeah, my brother and I. I have one of my brother. I have a one, my sister is like. God, I want to say 12 years, 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. And then I have a brother that's three years, almost four. Okay. Um, older than me. So my brother and I are really close. Right. Well, my older sister and I are like, there's just so much that it's like, she was already gone. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I was only there a few years before she left. Yeah. You know, and as you get, you know, as you become adults and like you said, you have your, your kids and everyone kind of mm-hmm. grows up and, you know, sometimes you find it. You do. You get you get a little closer, you know, or that bond is is different, you know. Do you from, think that that, like me, even me going over one brother, I still had to like battle him for shit, right? Like in the house, oh, like oh, it was yeah. always like, like, like we would get in trouble in my house if you like ate too much, 
or you know what I mean? Like you had to save some for people or like don't eat all the fucking tamales. Like there's literally I bought a dozen. Yeah, and like make that shit last. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to eat all twelve. And for me, I find that that shit, like that fucking like, I don't know. I almost want to say like, like that fight for survival, like gave me a bigger chip in life. Right, like in some ways, like for I, I me, could, it was yeah, like, like I could I, it, it like it transferred over to like I'm not scared of shit. Like my big brother would beat my ass, and in my opinion, no one could fuck me up the way that my brother used to beat me up. You know what I'm and saying? You, and it's funny because as a younger brother, like you used to just take it. Like you'd fight. You'd, <laughs> I'm the youngest. You'd, you'd, I'm the youngest. I mean, you'd fight back. Like I said, I had two older, two younger. Yeah, yeah, you're the middle. Yeah. So yeah, the middle, the middle kid, the black sheep. I mean, I you know I got hand me downs. I even handed mine down to my younger <laughs> brothers that were probably things of my older brothers. But um, you know. We didn't have a lot of money, man. But I had, yeah, but I had shit, as a younger, I had a, brothers to like to hang with, to, of course. to to mess with, to to play around with. They they yeah. kept us busy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we had you know one Nintendo for the cold days that we couldn't be outside. Yeah. Other than that, we were outside all oh, that's the time. The only choice you had, I, I wasn't even time. allowed. Yeah. I wasn't even allowed to be inside for that. Like I could come inside and like eat, but half the time, like my mom would roll me a burrito and be like. Put a napkin under it and on just fucking send me on out. On the run, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm riding yeah. my bike until once the lights came on, that's when I had to be home. Yeah, and, yeah. And in my neighborhood, like, I knew everyone around there. So my mom could literally yell out, Javier, yeah. from my house. And from any of my friend's house that I was at, I could hear her. I knew, fuck, I was out too late. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's time. Yeah, it's, it's time, time to go home. But once I heard her voice, I was like, fuck, I'm in for it. Like, right. I got to get home. But most of the time it was like... She literally would roll me something up in a burrito and just send me out of the door with Serves a napkin on the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then you go to your you know, your buddy's house and you know, your mom would tell you, Hey, don't be asking anyone for food or you yeah, know, you yeah, come yeah. home and eat Same or, thing, or, you yeah. know. And uh yeah, I, I but I think I think um, you know, that though those relationships with your siblings, you know, at a younger age definitely make you you know, a, a stronger and more well-rounded adult. Um, yeah. Some of those experiences of yeah. competing and, yeah. and, you know, even taking a beating, you know, like yeah. it's made you a stronger person um, even as a kid. So like even like in junior high, it was kind of, you know, I was a skinny, skinny kid, a little a twig, you know, uh, but, you know, you still got to hold your own. You know, and yeah. I, I had buddies too that were always like down for whatever, you know. <laughs> Me um, too. So that that helped, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you know what, yeah. if you want to yeah. start something, like let's just let's just go out and, and see how it see how it turn, <laughs> turns out, you know, and you know, you get in trouble, well hey, that's the consequence, you know. Sure. But it was all worth it. Always, sure. always worth it. Always, you know. Man. But uh yeah, it's it's definitely now, how it bowled me. Now, did 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 Tucson uh, feel different? Look different back then? I mean, I know I, I know what the answer is yes, but I, you know, because like even like since I've lived here, right? Like, I mean, all half of this shit wasn't here, even downtown, right? There's like new buildings coming up. It seems like every six months, and even in that Tucson High area, right? There's like they're like even at that corner or like right there. I think. Uh, but did the city feel different, or is it always kind of had um, the same feel for you? You know what? Uh, Tucson's always had. I mean, even when I was younger, like just great artists, great music. The food is, you know, the read. It's part of the region. It's part of this Southwest region. It's not California. It's not Texas. Um, 
you know, so it, it's it's always had a, a, a really cool vibe. Um, and of course, like, you know, besides the cityscape changing and things like that, um, you know, we still got into the same kind of trouble that 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 there is now. You know, it's a small it's a small city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Phoenix where it was just like, you know, you could get stuck on a whole different side of Phoenix sure. back there, you know. Um, but I, we, for the most part, we, it wasn't until you like started to drive it as a teenager that you really started to explore the city. But for the most part, I, you know, as a kid, I stayed on the West side. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, when it's the East side or nothing. Yeah. The East side to me is, is, is a whole nother world. But, <laughs> uh, and he, I mean, even to this day, like, you know, I'll drive out there once in a while. I really have no reason to be out there, but <laughs> if, if I find myself out there, I'm like, when did they build this or what the hell, you know, what, when did this come up or sure. you know, I didn't even know we had one here, you yeah. know, something like that. But, yeah. um, it's a whole different vibe down there on the East it side. It really is. Um, yeah, absolutely. So like I said, for the most part as a kid, I, you know, I hung out on the West side, you know, friends, family, um, school things like that and, and what was funny is that being on the west side at when i went to junior high i went to mansfield uh junior high which is you know campus area university right, area. right. and uh you know once you get to you're, you're as a as a kid as a young young teenager you know you're you're on the west side of town and then all of a sudden you're exposed to um, this downtown city campus kind of vibe. Did, does Sam Hughes go to school? So Sam Hughes, Sam Hughes is an elementary school. Um, With that area, do they go to Mansfield also? I, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. they're they're part of. So so the district lines are kind of weird. But like I said, growing up on the west side, all my friends went to Maxwell, which was like a west side school. Um, but because of the districts and boundaries, I got bust to Mansfield, which was, which was cool because I, I met a lot of new kids from different neighborhoods that I wasn't aware of, you know? Yeah. So that, that kind of introduced me to different neighborhoods and hoods and just different, just different people and different, um, characters. And, um, I was, I was super cool with that, but then, you know, you know, if you're going to ditch class or if you're going to do something crazy in junior high, high school is like, why not be around the university where there was plenty to get into, you know, there <laughs> sure. was plenty to see and, you know, you, you weren't, you might've been an eyesore, you know, with some of the college kids, but for the most part, you know, you pretty much fit, it kind of fit right yeah, in, though, right? You, I mean, you're, really. And then you just kind of like that, you know. The you energy start, is youthful. You like start, everything around it is just like more like accepting, like as far as like creativity and like yeah. So there's that, a group that, of college that, kids that are into the same shit, you know. That urban like hiking kind of, you know, you're 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 on foot, but you're in the city and you're exploring. You're exploring the city, and since like junior high, it's just you know you start to build and build and you start to get sharper on where you're at and what part of the city and you know, like that. Then you start to drive in high school and then it's like, now we could drive to yeah. the South side or to the East side or to you know, whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, just being central and, and like located downtown, it just, it's always felt comfortable. Um, but as far as like it, like changing or, you know, of course, like you said, it, it, it has changed. Um, yeah, of course. Uh, visually, I guess. But 
you know, there's still there's still that same vibe yeah. downtown. Okay. You know, and, um, and I, yeah, that, I, I hope it never leaves, man. I it's one of my f- the moment, I, like literally the moment I moved here, I was like, this is it. I I did. And what it. brought you? What brought you to? I to, finished when I finished college, man. I actually moved down here, met a girl, and moved down here, bro. Yeah. I still had a I still had a uh, uh, an apartment in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Decided I I just I, that's I was, that's the thing is you know you know people come down to Tucson and they visit or or you know any age um, color race whatever and then people just fall in love with it. I couldn't. You know what was one of the coolest things for me was that it's like a big city, but it's not. And it's big enough. It's big enough. But one of my favorite things was that it has that West Coast feel enough. You know what I'm saying? It's like a South, it's like the California of the West Coast almost. Cause like it's cool. There's palm trees in certain areas. Like it's hot enough. Like the vibe is right. It's cool and creative. And like, and that, and that's, I, I always say that Tucson is like the cool parts of LA. And that's year round. Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, like I said, I, I, I've, I mean, I've traveled and, and seen a couple of places, but then, like you, you do, you, you always come back and you compare it, you know, to the city and what what Tucson has the potentials of being, um, at, at you know, or it, man, it could be cool, but it's like no, nah, it's it's cool exactly the way it is, and I think people are drawn to yeah. the vibe here, you know, musically, just, yeah. Art, those there's are, a lot of artists, a lot of musicians, are, yeah. Food is I've great. Been, I've been making music and Weather. fucking creating my whole life. So for me, I got here and I was like, and the other part was like everyone looked like everyone's brown. You know what I mean? Like there's a few white people sprinkled in just enough, and then like, but even those even those sprinkled white people are cultured. Not maybe not all of, not them, all of them, but <laughs> uh, you know, East Side. But you know, let's <laughs> let's just say like. You know, it's not Phoenix. It's not. It's not. That's that, that's what that I'm saying. Like, city. it's just like it's cool, and it was cool enough for me, man. And the other the other part is that it had an edge to it. Yeah. Like Tucson has an edge to it. You know what I mean? Like you could get into some trouble pretty easy. And I've never been one to run away from trouble. And so I was always just cool with like hanging out with my friends. Were like the guys that. When they told you, like, if you go to a city, like, don't go to this area. And then that area was an area that I wanted to go hang out in. Yeah, it's some, you're, you're drawn to that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just and, like and, the punk know, rock, then, the mischief, then, like the hip-hop, like all that shit. Like, that's me. Like, And it's and it's all over here. Yeah, you know, there, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not in, I mean, it's, it's not, not even pockets. Hidden. or It's just like it's all over. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like Nogales, when we were when we were younger, Nogales used to be kind of the spot. Um, you know, border town. We're so close. Oh, you go party and shit over there. They, yeah, you you know, oh, wow. 18, you okay. could get in. I mean, if you were 16, 17, you could still get Bro, in. Bro, when I was 13, I went to Juarez, 13 or 14. My brother's ID, my brother. Yeah, crossed, crossed the river there and, Bro, and just got right in. across, went to Juarez. I got fucking faded. I was like yeah. 14, 15 years old. So that was that was very similar. You know, okay. people would drive down to Nogales. I didn't, I didn't know it was like that. I didn't know that was and, a, and, that you was know, a thing Nogales you could do. Nogales has definitely changed in the past 20 years. Yeah. You know, but, I, you know, hopefully they can make a comeback. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm hoping to – I'm actually hoping to get down there to do some, some work, hopefully, um, here soon. Hopefully I could talk about that. But, um, yeah, it, that, was, that was one of those, you know – 
Definitely so, some trouble down there, but <laughs> sure. uh, you know, you learned a few lessons too. So quick. Some of that some of that was like, you know, it was it was some life skills. You gotta well, you do gotta you, do you speak Spanish? I don't speak fluent Spanish. Okay. Um, so the, uh, I, you, I got I know enough to get by But you you didn't speak it well enough that when you went down there they were like they couldn't tell whether you were from there. Right, right, they right. They knew you were Yeah, American. they they knew. Um because it was, it was like Spanglish. It was like yeah, mixed. It was I, I mixed know exactly up, what you're talking you know? about. But uh, you know, enough to get by and 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 to I get can, through listen, some of these. Listen, I can fool some Americans and make them think I'm fucking fluent. Yeah. The moment you put me in front of Mexicans, they're just like, get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know what you're saying. You're fucking all wrong. You're using your uh, conjunctions I mean, to the, the wrong the, place. The proper Spanish is what they're used to. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, if you're not speaking that, then it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're. It's a uh, you put me in front of a room full of white people at a restaurant, I fucking, I'm great. <laughs> you take me to Mexico for fucking moment to hop off the plane, they're like, fully, yeah. we're going to get you yeah. for Oh, all. you're American. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely, man. There you go. So, so were you listening to hip-hop and shit? Like, were you really um, into hip-hop and shit? Uh, during all? Definitely, definitely, man. Um, like I said, group in the 80s, uh, favorite hip-hop group when I was a kid, um, you know, at least mid-80s. Late 80s was uh, Digital Underground. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, Oakland, Oakland, uh, Oakland hip hop. So I was a Hammer fan. Okay. You know, Hammer was a bat boy for the athletic, yeah. Oakland Athletics. And that was my squad. You know, that was my team as a kid. What what, what was the Bay about? Where, where did that, that come from? Uh, you know what? My uncle, man, uh, rest in peace, Uncle Stevie, this dude was just like ahead of the game. And in the 80s, he had a CD player. Like, CD players back Damn. Back in the day were like, you know. Oh, yeah. It was I, I like, whoa, that. like, what, you know? So he had the Janet Jacksons, the Madonnas, the Digital Owner. I mean, he had all the new, <laughs> all the okay. new up-and-coming stuff, like, yeah. in, in the 80s, right? And I just remember going to his house, and he would all, you know, house speakers, CD player, and we're listening to the coolest shit at the cookouts and stuff like that. And I, I was just exposed to it. Like I said, I had older brothers. They were into it. Introduced me to a lot of hip hop as a kid, public enemy. Uh, my, my brother was, was a huge NWA fan. So, you know, all I, I pretty much grew up on West Coast rap slash hip hop. Uh, but then I had, I had cousins that listened to, you know, metal. Heavy metal, okay. um, metal back then was you know the Bon Jovi's and the the hair <laughs> the hair metal stuff. Okay, okay, um, and then kind of everything in between there. And then, um, but I mean, to this day, I need music, man. Um, sure. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be hip hop, but that's yeah. definitely top three. It it probably go uh, and in this order, it probably go hip hop, funk, and reggae. Okay. Reggae's in there, huh? Reggae's in there. Uh, <laughs> I had aunts that were, uh, you know, UB40 and Maxi Priest and, you know, even some of the older stuff, you know, the Marlies. And, uh, but I, I just loved it. I, as a kid, it always put me in such a good vibe. It's such a good, like, it was always just positive mental attitude stuff. You know, just like always had a good time when I heard that. I love that. That just the jams, you know. Um, but I listen to music. I listen to everything. Um, not much of a country fan. 
uh, maybe new country fan, but like the old Johnny Cash stuff I'm down with, you know what I mean? Um, but for the most part, I, I listen to everything. Yeah. Every day. Like every day I have something going. <laughs> always something At home, there's always music playing. Me too. Yeah. Um, my partner, my wife, um, junior high sweethearts, still with her. Sydney, I love you. Um, <laughs> but she was like my road dog. Like when we, when we just grew up on... We'd cruise around town like that. You know, junior high, high school, you get you get a car. And, the, you know, we were just, we grew up together bumping the same stuff. You know, it's crazy to me, man, to think that, like, there's, like, one of us in every city. Like, that's, I mean, you're basically describing my life, like, pretty much. Like, hearing all these things, like, growing up, like, in the barrio that I grew up in and, like, all of my homies around and like, but that was the same thing. Like I take my uncle 65 out and we cruise, you know what I mean? Like listening to like certain things between rap and between like fucking Santana and like, you never knew what kind yeah. of, but it had to be a bop. Like it had to have a little bounce to it, have a little flavor to it. And but it, it was, was like the same thing. Like we cruise like, and like the girl I have with now, this like finds it insane yeah. that like cruising, yeah. That I like to ride. Like, I could just it's, ride, bro. It's part of the culture. You I know could what just I mean? ride. Could you, uh, could you do the same? Like, we can, did. I, and I still, and I still do. Still, that's what I'm I saying, still bro. do. Get in the car, and put just something on, and just, and just drive around. You yep. know, maybe maybe even, like, during a sunset, you know? Just, yep. like, it's perfect, bro. you know? It's a good vibe, definitely. Uh, but... You know, you know, your elders, your uncles, you know, yeah, my, my mom was the same way. My mom had music playing same all thing, the time bro. in the house. All the time. Um, so that just stuck with me. And even with my son, my son's such a, a music head. Like he, he always needs it. He has it blasting all the time. <laughs> and he listens yeah. to like what's cool about even him is that he listens to what like my folks listen to. Because we still listen to I'm, it. It's going to be the and, same with my kids. And, you know, he, we've introduced him to a lot of cool music. Um, you know, my, my in-laws, both of my, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law were musicians here in town. Uh, my father-in-law was actually inducted to the Tucson Musicians Hall of Fame. So it's, it's, wow. in, it's in, it's in love the that. blood. It's in the blood. Um and, and see, that's what I'm saying. My my grandma was a singer. My dad went to school for music and is classically was classically trained. Okay. My brother is an engineer for the Symphony Orchestra in okay, Dallas. Yeah, it's it's in the year. It's I in, worked it's, in it's I there. worked in rap for the last twelve years. I toured yeah. the world as a DJ. Right. I had a record label. I've managed artists. I've been everybody's it's DJ. In your, it's in your DNA. There's just no way. There's yeah. not. That's that's like I know how to do a lot of things, and I'm very smart. But this is like secondhand to me. Right. right. Like rap. Like music. Period. Like EG just hired me to make a song for him. Like yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Like and uh, I did uh, that. An EG jingle. And is I that did, what it is? I mean, I did it for one of the videos, but I did it in like an hour. Yeah. Whereas like some of the other shit, like video editing and stuff, it takes me a yeah, while yeah, and like watching tutorials yeah. and like figuring it out. But music is like it. You know. It, like, it definitely is, man. It's it's uh it's every day. You know. Uh, Another quick story, my son, you know, when I think he was, I think he turned 14, um, which is what, maybe six years ago, he, he turned 14 and, uh, you know, I'm thinking, I'm asking him, Hey, you know, what do you want for your birthday? 
you know, I'm thinking, you know, he wants the new iPhone or the, the, the new Jordans or, you know, something, something a 14 year old wants. Right. And then he says, Hey, you know what I want for my birthday? I want, I want to go see earth, wind and fire. Yep. What? Hell yeah. You're my boy. Like, like like what other 14 year old is going to ask to go see earth, wind and fire? We did. We got them tickets. We went, blew them away. Oh, they're amazing. Blew them away. Bro, I've I mean, seen them. I saw them with my dad. Same. It's crazy because I look back at some of the messages I had from you, and I messaged you whenever your son left to college. Okay. And told you how cool it was to watch that because I remembered going to college and leaving my dad and stuff. And talking about that, and that was the same thing. My dad would take me to, we went and saw Earthman and Fire and Tower of Power. They came to my little city another time. Santana, Paul Hit McCartney. The casinos. Yeah, they, and they, you know what? They're still traveling, which is, I they're mean, amazing. maybe not with this COVID thing, but. I mean, they were still like active. You They're know? amazing. They're amazing. And like that's that's the kind of jams that I I grew that's up. That's a great on. story, though. Man. That's that's the kind of stuff I grew up on. Does so. he still listen to it, your son? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he's and he loves it. He loves it. But like I said, at you know what other fourteen year old is going to say, hey, I want to yeah. go see Earth, Wind, and Fire? Like, I'm surprised that you know I, I can't even name another fourteen year old that probably even knows who Earth, Wind, and Fire <laughs> is. You know. Yeah. But like I said, I was exposed to music, live music. As a kid, you know, I think my first show was Tower of Power, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then like, like Santana, like a Santana show yeah. at the fairground out in at the Pima County Fairgrounds when I was a kid. Um, Malo, Al Chicano, like just that, you know, I love that, all that, that culture, yeah. war, war, it, it, all of it, man. I, I was introduced to that as a kid, so that funk and that and that live music, man, just gets me, it gets my bones, man, and, and I, <laughs> yeah. you know, I like. There's something about live music, you know, and it, it's very touching and it's very, it will grab you, you it know, will. and it, and it, it's, it'll grab you to the point where you're never going to forget yeah. some of these moments, some yeah. of these musical moments in your life. It's like, it's like a soundtrack to your life. Like literally. Oh, that's why energy is literally, real, man. you know, so it's the, literally, so, it's literally nothing but air. Yeah. It's fucking air. But it, <laughs> like, but, it, but it hits your soul and that's what a I'm certain saying. way. That energy is real, bro. Yeah. Like all of that is real, and those memories that create and all of those vibes are like, that's not accidental. No, like all no. of those things are intentional. So, so you keep that. Your body. Yeah, you keep that with you. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Even as an adult, like even if it was something you were exposed to as a kid, you you're still like you're still tied to that as a, as a sure. as a grown ass man. You know what I yeah. mean? And um, it's it's those things that. You know, it's those little things, you know, that sure. you connect with and you 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 take with you, yeah, um, throughout throughout your journey, sure. I guess. But yeah, live music. I mean, it's you know, if you've never been to a live show, of course, get out from under that rock. <laughs> you know, nah, it, man. I mean, it, it is it is something. You know, yeah. It just and it, it could be live music in a club. It could be live music in a garage like it doesn't matter like no nah, i feel it it will when grab I, you when i grew when i was growing up man my the name of my agency my marketing agency is 510 south um my address going up was 510 south guadalupe street mm. and the reason that it's 510 south is because of that but because at my house it was always such good energy my dad always had a band mm. so we had like a little like cuartito on the back and 
they would just play all the time. So it would be like outside. My mom would have like the disco going and like making red chile or like making menudo. My dad and all of his buddies would be playing. My brother would be playing drums. I'm fucking singing and playing keyboard. Like I'm playing timbales. Like we're all singing. And it was like a fucking vibe, bro. Like it was like it's where you went to just like forget about it. And you know what's crazy is for me, that didn't really resonate with me until I had children. I told my brother had children before me, mm. actually, because my brother told me, look, there's so many like we don't come here because the food is the greatest. We don't come here because the music is greatest. We come here because the kids are asleep and everything's going on and we just get lost mm. in the joy and the energy that's you around forget us. forget about what's what's and it, going on. It, and it that just, music. And I don't even really know if it's that you forget, hold. but it's just it makes it seem a little more sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It I makes it, it not as stressful. And at that point from there on, my career took off because I started taking it so much more serious because I'm looking in the crowd and seeing where at one point in my life, oh, there's a 27-year-old in the crowd. What are they doing now? Now it's like if you're 27, if you're 29, if you're 30, if you're 35 and you're out here DJing for me for the early time at the club, I'm here to give it my all because I know that you probably got a fucking sitter. I know that you're it's probably not every day you like could go out right, and, and so that like is special yeah. compared to like the and, little like the other like little twenty three year old traviesos that are out there just like we're here every weekend. Y'all are important not too. Really I appreciating need you. it, <laughs> yeah. but like you know, you know those there's there is that that sure. handful of people that are. It took them a lot to go out there and yeah, hear yeah, the yeah. opening band or what, right? You know, right, so exactly why not? You know, you yeah. have to give it your all and. Yeah. You know that's that's what you're that's what you're there for. So yeah, it makes me think of that when we talk about that. Just like the the the, the genuine, how genuine it is to feel that energy, and right. how like at different points in my life, it's taken different meanings for me. You know what I mean? And and not to mention what it's done for you when you were down. You know, oh, there, there's been plenty of times where I mean that, like like I told you about reggae. You know, anytime I hear reggae, um. It just it just puts a really good vibe in my in my mind, yeah. and you do you start to kind of coast. It, it's it's it, the energy from from that from that genre for me. It does help me just kind of skate through things without without dwelling on something sure. so much. You know, it, it 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 just kind of fluffs it out a little more, so it's not you know direct. No, absolutely. You know, good point. Um, so, so when, when you left, you left high school, man, you had a kid, you had your son a year out, a year after I had, I had what, my what son you, when what I was you 19. Doing? Where were you working at or what, what did you have? So I, you know, I graduated, uh, I graduated high school, uh, enrolled in a community college, um, right after high school, about a week after I graduated high school, I got a, I landed a job with the parks and rec uh, with, it was a city job at a golf course. So I learned um, to operate equipment. I was cutting greens and tee boxes, fairways. Um, I did that for about three, about three years. Um, it was all like, it was all turf management. Um, and at the time it was like, it was cool. You know, I worked for the city for three years. My son was born Um I, I worked about a year and a half after he was born and I ended up, I ended up transferring over to, uh, with, with the background that I had, 
I ended up going to uh, the university and getting a job there. So okay. I, I was able to suck up benefits and things like that. Well, while within that three years of trying to go to school and work a full-time job, I had mouths to feed. So I, I cut the, you know, I cut the, the schooling out and I said, you know what, one day I'll go back. Um, continued to work at the U of A for a few years. Um, I think it was 2010. It was about 10 years. after. Let me ask you a question before you leave that. Do you remember that feeling of when you left school? Yeah, I do. It wasn't. What what, it, what, what was that? What was it, that? But it was. It wasn't. Um, because I, it, I, I. It wasn't regret or anything okay. like that. It was just like, I got a family now. I have to. But I have to did, feed my. Did you family. feel bad for leaving school? No, no, because I could always go back. Okay. But it was it was tough to go back. You know, if sure. if you if you're not continuously doing it year to year, it's very hard. You miss a year of school, and it's very hard to even get back in it. Um, but I did. I, I went ten years working, and then it took me about ten years to figure out. You know what? Like, I need to go back and get my credentials. Um, and and it was funny is that right after high school I didn't know what I wanted to do I had no what, I had no what, clue what did you what did you think I, I mean had, you I had, had no clue I thought well, maybe I thought maybe so I was I was doing general studies and I started as I as I worked outside um, design was still kind of a factor okay um, and I started to think well maybe I could do like landscape design because I'm, I'm working outside. I'm in the elements. Yeah. I, I could, I, maybe I, if I learned, you know, the landscape design part of it, maybe I could, that way I didn't waste any of my time being outside. Sure. I would be able to use that and, and, and kind of build this career as a, as a landscape designer. And, you know, I got into sports fields. Um, I was doing, it wasn't just a golf course at the U of A. I was doing the, the softball field and the baseball field and the soccer field. And, you know, it was all turf management. Um, and then I did that for about 10 years, got, started school again, went back to school, uh, went back to the community college, Pima, and I was working full time. So I started going to school part time. And a two-year degree turned into five years. Yeah, going well, going part time, and I ended up getting my credentials. You know, graduating with my partner, um, and my son was probably in junior high at the time. Um, maybe maybe the end of his elementary years into going into junior high. So at, at some point, I, I, I did. I started to think, well, you know, do I, do I really need school? Because at that time... When well, I, what was your degree in? It was, uh, it was, a, it was an associate's in okay. graphic design. Okay. Um, you, you learn, did you learn a lot from me? I, I learned a lot. I, I learned the software and things like that. I mean, because anybody could be a graphic artist, but if you're, if you're creative, it, things... things kind of come natural. I mean, the software and things like that, you have to learn. But if you're not a creative person, you're not going to be a great... Of course, yeah. ...commercial artist or sure, graphic artist. Sure. So at, as, I, as I enrolled in school 10 years after high school, um, I, I started to do freelance kind of on the side. Hey, can you... 
Can you do this album cover? Can you do a poster? Can you do this flyer? You know, so all these things started to kind of build as I was a student. Um, and then, of course, I got my credentials. Uh, five years. It, it took me five years to so, get this two-year so degree. You, you had been. You were at U of A working. I was st- I was working full time at okay. the U of A, and you were and you were doing like the maintenance on all of the fields and doing all that stuff. Working outside, working okay. outside in the elements. Did Did you hate it? Um, it, to to a certain or extent, I, I, I enjoyed. I should, say, I should say, what did you like and what did you hate about it? So the job itself, um, it wasn't hard. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed doing what I was doing there. It, I think the biggest um, dislike was all the politics involved in um, just everything in, at, at the university. Uh, I, know, I know politics are everywhere, but this, yeah, it was you, just like I had like 10 bosses. And it was okay. like, it, it was like it, everything would trickle down the line. It was like micromanaging. It was just like, so I got really frustrated with that. And eventually... After getting my after getting my credentials, I got a small window to work in the university, one of the sign shops there, as a okay. as a graphic artist, graphic yeah. designer. Sure. And I did that for like two years. At this time, my son's in high school, probably a, a sophomore at the time. So um, wait, were you were you graphic designing and doing the maintenance stuff as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, and that was freelance graphic design. I mean, after getting my credentials, oh, okay. um, you know, I, I was I was doing both. So when I got home from work, I had I had like side work. Yeah. I had commercial. Okay. Yeah, I had, yeah, yeah. You know, I had things going on. Commissioned work. Commissioned sure. work. Um, I had clients already. Clientele. Um, I, and I I I got to be honest. Like, I did not want to work on my house. You know, hey you know, upgrades and, and, and keeping the maintenance on the, on the yard yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, you know, yeah. making time for my son and, you know, my, you know, and then there was always like, you know, then there was the, 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 my son asked, but like him, he stayed busy. He played organized sports. He played baseball, you know, as a, as a kid, but he played organized where he, you know, we're going to Phoenix every weekend and, and, and playing up there. And I mean, there was times where I really thought, like, damn, this is just like I thought I was overwhelming myself, but at the same time, I, I wasn't really thinking about overwhelming. What? I was just thinking about my son, you know, like and, what, and giving what, him. What? What? Why? Like you, you, you talk about like overwhelming yourself, but like, like we all feel that, right? I mean, we all feel like that feeling of. But at what point did it feel like that? Was it the combination of sports and knowing you had side jobs and knowing you had to be up for work or was it the pressure of like knowing you had to perform? Like what was it that you finally felt that was just like fucking boiling up in you? It was, it was, it was working. It was, it was the job itself. Um, which was the U of A shit, which was the U of A shit. And like at that point I'm like, I just, I want to work. I want to, I want to be in, in the design career, you know? Right. Right. And it, it just started catching up to me. You know, there was, it, it, you know, as, as later on, I did 16 years at the U of A, like, but like literally like the last two or three years of that, my son was still in high school. Um, so during that time, I really started to think about a career. Like I, I'm, I'm going through the steps here at the U of A, but nothing there was fulfilling me. Like the job, I, I'm thinking about projects at so, home. So, 
before we, I don't want to leave that because I, were you, were you having anxiety just thinking about going to this fucking place? Like, was the anxiety like getting it, it, you? It did. It did, man. Like, it, just thinking about it, it right? Like, on sun, that Sunday anxiety, just like, you fucking, can't You can't even enjoy your Sunday because you're, you're worried about Monday. What? I mean, I just want to hear more about that. Like, okay. So, like, like, was it just like, <laughs> was it just like you walked in there and you're just like, fuck this place? Like, you know what? It, 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 like, did it get that bad? It got, it got really bad. It got to the point where it's like, you know, you're showing up to work with a pit in your stomach. And it wasn't the work itself, it was, yeah, it was some not. of the bosses, it was some of the stuff going up ahead of us, some of the guys that I had to deal with, some of the relationships there, some of the guys that I work with. That honestly is really the only thing I miss about it. Um, the camaraderie, the camaraderie, and having and having this, you know, you know, you you you, it's like you have this work family, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and you're used to that. So they kind of knew how I, I would. There was there was a very small handful of guys that knew how I felt. So like the last five years there, I really started to like question my happiness there. But at the same time, it's like I got a family. I need benefits. I need this. I need that. So like, I just feel like a fucking trap. I felt trapped, definitely. And I used to see some of these guys, some of these older, these elders that I worked with, they they put 25, 30 years into the university. And then, you know, a year after retirement, they pass away. And it's oh, like, you know man. what? I did not, that's what I did not want. Um, I didn't want to get stuck there and then have to rely on these benefits and, and all this other stuff. So... Like that, my son ends up graduating. But before before you leave that, wh- what was your plan? I mean, you you have this feeling, I, right? I was just, I was just, I was just kind of going through the motions. Dude, I was that, actually showing up to work just to get my my check and to get my benefits. I was just there was a point where I was just showing up. Like I did not want to be there. I was I was that unhappy. Were you like saying like? To your wife, like I don't give a fuck if they fire me or not. Like I'm over this shit. I I, I did. I shared. Yeah. I shared that same that same those same feelings with her. She knew. Did, she did. Knew, they know. Did they know at your job? Um, a couple guys that I worked with. They knew. Did, eventually, this guy's gonna walk out. <laughs> but like, he's just saying that. Like, no one really actually thought I would do it. And. There, like that. There was a point. There was a. There was a few times where I wanted to just like pull the plug and say, you know, I'm out. But even then, I didn't have, I didn't have a plan. You know, I didn't know did, what I was going to walk that, out of, and then you know, I, I was, I was. Did an that artist. give you anxiety? No, 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 because I at that point, I, I was just willing to get out, and I just wanted to start something new. But I wanted to start something new as an artist. Sure, that was that sure. was my whole intention was, was to be I want to be a full time artist a, a full time graphic designer a full time painter just something the, something, something that yeah, I really yeah. love and did, I started to feel that way towards the end of this sixteen years did that did that affect your family the stress that you had it from going I to think that so. fucking place I think like, so could you feel it. Bleeding into your home life, could you feel it affecting your son? You could know you what? Feel your- I, I definitely would like leave work, but I would leave my work at home. Okay, but but not to say. I mean that that's definitely something. Um, you know, my partner would be able to to you know, or my son would be able to talk about. But like, I I 
I honestly did not want to take it home. I didn't didn't want to like yeah, bring I, I it just, home yeah, or, or, I just and mean then for stress. you like like I, I, I of did. course of course but I mean for you like like even just seeing your energy now right and thinking about like fuck like that place <laughs> but like thinking like it's hard to like for me, right? Like I wanted to be a DJ my whole fucking life. And then I became a DJ, but then I became a father and all these other titles started coming upon me. I don't want to stay up till fucking three every night. I don't drink. I don't fucking smoke. I don't do any of the shit that like all of these fucking people are doing that want to go out and fucking party more. That's almost the nature of the business, but not for everybody. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that for you, it might not, it, it, it doesn't have to be those things, but I mean, we wear that stress every it fucking day, bro. It did take we a, it wear did, that fucking stress t- every day. It took a toll, man, and I and I did. I was I was just fed up with the job. I, I mean, I knew I had to work. It's not like I was just like gonna stop working and then like decide. Oh, I mean, I had I had my my freelance work to fall on, you yeah. know, to fall to You're fall. You're doing on. it the smart way, and. I was trying to build that up, knowing eventually I'm going to walk away from this. But I got to have something. Well, you know, they I say have something going on. They say you can't. And I didn't like I, as much as I wanted to. I didn't really have anything. And that's what I'm saying. Out. They say that you truly can't. You truly can't do something as your profession that you love until you fully fucking commit to it. It's like love, right? So, it's so like, yeah. You gotta so, leave the other girls alone if you really want to love the. If right you want to find love, yeah. yeah. You can't find love in ten girls, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, or and, boys or whatever. Whatever, whatever you're saying. into. Yeah. Um, but like that, man. It, it was. It was. You know, it, I started to think like, what what can I get into that's really gonna make me happy? Yeah, um, and yeah. it wasn't even like it wasn't even the jobs. It was like, what's gonna make me happy is leaving the university sure. to go pursue something that I don't know what it is, but I want to do something other than this. But it was in the it was in the creative world, and to be honest, man, that was like the biggest obstacle was to take that first step away. Were you scared more for your family than you were scared for yourself when you left? I think it was more like, you know, the, the, cause you talked about your son being one of the biggest inspirations for you for leaving. Right. So yes. So once he left, you know, there was a point I, I dropped him well, talk, off. Talk about that real quick, because that that's really, that's a really cool story as well. I mean, your son, it was not only playing baseball for fun, but really he was potentially building a career because he's a very talented. He's yeah. Athlete. He's um. I mean, it's funny because I have old. I mean, my wife is. She kept a lot of his like schoolwork when he was a kid and, and things like that. And he had journals and stuff, and in, in all these journals, he's five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven years old. It was the same thing. I want to play professional baseball. I want to play professional. I want to be a professional. And like, I never told him no. I never told him it wasn't possible. I said, if that's what you want, you got to do it. I can't do it for you. Yeah. You know, there's there's things that you. So he put the time. He had his 10,000 hours of practice. You know what I mean? And he and he really did. He was not just because he's my son, but he was a great ball player. Um, and it got to the point where like that he did, he had, he had a really great senior year at, at South point. Um, he won, I shouldn't say he won, but the, the baseball team, his 2019, um, they won their first 
state title for for South Point. So he has this great senior year academically, and then at the end of like literally, so baseball is a spring sport. Yeah, I played. So they they played like literally till graduation, maybe even right after. They played a championship game against a Phoenix team, and they pulled it out. They won. So as his as he's leaving his senior year, he's on cloud nine. I mean, did just they they did such a great had a great season, pulled off the first the school's first championship, and then he gets an opportunity, um, gets recruited and gets an opportunity to go play in for the University of San Francisco. Dope. And here I am sticking it out at the U of A to get him through school because that was my purpose at that time. Like that, still thinking about taking care of him before why I can't leave now because I can't leave to go do my thing until I take care of Shorty, right? To make sure that he's good or he's set up for, for education his, his next three, four years or whatever. And, um, he gets a, he gets his own opportunity. And, you know he has his own plans. So he goes to university. He goes to University of San Francisco. I drive him up there, um, and we move him into a dorm up there. He gets an opportunity. This is the fall of 2019. Um, comes back. He comes home for Christmas, uh, 2020. It's January, February. COVID hits. Um, yep. So he's back. He's back at home. And um, real quick, when he was out, uh, when I dropped when me and his mom dropped him off for school up there, moved him into his dorm, it was about a month after I dropped him off from school, you know. And, and, and this was another challenge was me and my wife, he's been our life for 18 years. This is all, everything revolves around my son. I only have one, you know? So I don't have, I mean, I could put all my energy into him. And, you know, me and my wife, we, we move him, we move him into college. So we get back home and she's, you know, having these like, you know, she's like having these separation anxieties. We're just so used to him being in the house. So now me and my wife, or like kind of back before, you know, kind of like before we had kids. So now we have to start adjusting yeah. and, and like, you know, getting, getting to this point where our son's not around. So about a month goes by and things are a little weird at home. Like it's just odd. It's quiet. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird, you know, yeah, uh, a- we're, we're on the runaround. We're in the bustle. We're like, Hey, you know, practice and what's next. And there was always something going on every weekend, every during the week, there was always something going on. And it was about a month after I dropped him off, um, in San Francisco and I was just, I was, I was at work, you know, thinking about, oh, like all these other projects I could be working on, but I'm st- I'm stuck here at work, you know? And I called my son and I reached out to him. Hey, how's things going? You know, how you doing up there? Everything, everything going good. And I, t- I remember telling him, son, you know, I'm just not happy here. You know, since you left, things have been really different. And, um, I told him what I wanted to do. I think I want to leave. I think I'm, I think this is it. I think I'm going to finally leave the U of A. You're over there doing your own thing. Now's my time. I've, I've done, you know, my fathering for 18 years. And th- your fathering never stops. Sure. You know what I mean? But 
my 18 years of molding and, and, and forming this young adult, that work was over. Now the, now the real work begins. Now you're put in this real world where you need to figure the world out. You need to make mistakes and you need to learn the hard way. And <laughs> yeah. you, you know, those kind of sure. things. I can't just give you everything. Um, it's not like that. I didn't, I didn't learn that way. You know, I learned the hard way with, with a lot of things. Um, but I talked to my son and I told him how I felt and what I, you know, what I wanted to do. And my son was like, do it. Like, it's your turn now, dad. And once I heard Dude, that, that's a fucking rock you. It, 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 it made me, it made me tear up a little bit because I, 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 I got, I got I like, mean, I got this okay from him. And, and what is the, it that crazy? And the funniest yeah, thing, bro. the funniest thing about this is that my wife was in New York and I, I'm not talking to her about it, but like it, I'm down here. It was about, she was in New York for about a week. Um, and I called my son, like it was like a Wednesday night son, you know, I just tell him how, you know, explain to him how I feel and where I'm at with my career. And he was just like, dad, do it, do it makes you happy, whatever. So I got this like blessing from my son. But once I got that blessing, I showed up Thursday morning. <laughs> I went to work about a half hour early. I'd never, I, I'd never been there early. In 16 <laughs> years, never been there that early. I, they don't pay me I feel to it. get there I feel early. It. Yeah, so yeah. I would get there at, at the time that I'm supposed to start. Anyways, I got there about a half hour early. Um, met one of my bosses in the tool room there. And he kind of, he was one of the guys that kind of knew how I felt. Like, you know, he would ask me, what are you doing here? You're an artist. What are you, you know, what are you doing here? You're wasting your time here. And I sat there and I, I showed up to work in sweats and like, you know, uh, sandals or whatnot, you know. And he looks at me, he's like, you're going to work like that? And I says, no. Nah. I says, I'm out. And he looks at me and he's like, you're out. Like, what do you mean you're done? I says, I'm done. I'm out. And he stood up and gave me a hug. He says, you're, whatever you do, you're going to be great. He, like I said, there was a few guys there that knew I was going to make this move eventually, but no one really knew when. I didn't know when. And I, I shit you not, man, that was like the big, that was one of the biggest decisions I had to make. And it was, it was a decision that I had. It wasn't something that me and my partner could talk about or, or make together. Cause it is, it's me, it's my career. And I wasn't trying to like make it sound like a selfish, like, Oh, what, you know, what about my happiness or, you know, it was just like, no, I think, I think the time in my life, you know, my son's gone and, you know, me and my wife are, are kind of starting over. Um, now's my career time. I, I had to sacrifice a lot when I was 19 years old. I had to put my big boy pants. I was, I was dad at 19 but I'm 19. I'm young, dumb, and full of cum. Like I'm, I was a kid, so like I said, learning a lot and just kind of going through these motions, um, and just figuring figuring it out yourself. You know, being put on the spot and just like you know, go figure it out. And I did. I lost my dad, man, when I was <clears throat> probably about seven years ago. Yeah, sorry to hear that. And I can't experience those things with him. Mm-hmm. I can't call my dad and be like, yo, dad, like, this is what I'm thinking about doing. And my dad and I were super close, man. Yeah. My dad knew me uh, when I was drinking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't just drink a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I drank a lot. Um, my dad knew me as just a different guy. And this guy right now, it's like he would have been amazed. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to my, like, my, my uncles and shit, they're like, your dad always knew this was you. Mm-hmm. Like he knew this is who you were. Right. So when I hear stories like that, it's crazy, man, to just hear like that, how we're like the tables have turned, right? Mm. Like he inspired you. He gave you that confidence, but you had been giving him that confidence his whole fucking life. You talk about the fact that you never told him he couldn't do something. And that's the only way that this man knows how to live is to know that you can do anything. And now he flipped it on you and said, Dad, you could fucking do anything you put your mind to. And it is insane to hear our children. But that's also such a fucking testament to the great jobs that you've done as a father. Right. Right. And I mean, was- he didn't just go to some fucking school. He went to the best, arguably the best school in the fucking region. You know, I, I like jo- all of these I, yeah. things are joke, like not like around. accidental things, bro. Like these are very, very powerful fucking things that like many, many more fucking brown men need to hear about right. beautiful stories right. about the inspiration as a father, as an artist, as a leader, as a fucking husband of all of these things. And the biggest fucking check off that you can get that you're doing a good job is that your son had your fucking back and said, dad, go do this shit, bro. It's beautiful. I just hold it, my it, tears. It's just so now. crazy, man. It's so crazy that like hearing him say, dad, do you do, you know, like I got the okay from him. Like, like in other words, he's like, dad, I'm cool. Like, don't worry about me. Like, go do your thing now. Now's your time. You deserve that. He told me that. He shared those words with me. And it was it was so crazy because I'm like, once I heard it, like, I got giddy. I was like, you know, I'm going to do what I want. Like, I got to the point where I'm like, yo, like, the very next day I walked in and I quit. I quit the university. And it was so funny that I went in that Thursday, quit. And then I had to pick my wife up in Phoenix at the airport. So I go pick her up and, and you know, the drive back, you know, how was how was the trip and this and that. And, you know, I, I didn't jump right into it, you know, but it was it was about halfway. It might have been Casa Grande or something. I'm like, oh, and by the way, I quit today. And it was kind of like, you what? Like, are you crazy? Like, why would you do? And then I was like, no, you know what? Like, I've talked to you about how I felt and. I feel like I just it, it just felt as like this big weight was off my shoulders. And like I said, I didn't know what I was going to jump into. So this was in this was like uh, I, I want to say September, October. So like the rest of the year, I kind of like I kind of like I was like on vacation for like three months. And, you know, I was still I was still doing some freelance work. And like the very next year, which was what a year ago, 2020, um, I launched an online store to kind of supplement some kind of income to get something coming in. Um, along with, you know, uh, along with, cause my wife works, um, she works a part-time gig. She does some real estate stuff. She, she's kind of got her hands in everything. So she's a busy, she's a busy woman. Um, 
And, you know, some of the stuff now, you know, a lot of the creative production has kind of slowed down with COVID and, and all these events and things like that. So that kind of slowed down. So she picked up some, she picked up the real estate stuff. Um, but it, it was, it was at the time it was, she was more nervous about like that steady two week pay and, you know, now what are we going to do? And, and, and. At the time, at the time, I didn't, I didn't think much of it. You know, I wasn't concerned about it. But then I'm like, I could see why, why you're concerned about it because, of course, you know, now I have to pay for for insurance. Now I have to, you know, pay for you know these medical benefits that I was getting. But but here's the thing: is that that was the only reason I was at this job was to get these benefits. The work. I was burnt out on it, you know. I'd, so the golf course I did three, I did sixteen at U of A. So I, I I've been in that turf business for like twenty years, and like, it's one thing if you have a passion for that. There, there's actually degrees. There's turf of degrees. Of course, absolutely. There's guys that they want to run a they want to be a supervisor at a golf course. Golf, my one of my best friends. Yeah. I, they want to do that, and that's fine. That's great if that's your passion. That wasn't my passion. So I, I felt like I was wasting my time. And you were. At this, and I was. No, felt. You were and wasting And I was your time. wasting my time there. And I finally, like I said, it, 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 took, me, it took me a pretty long time to say, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this no matter what. I think, like I said, I think my partner knew that. Uh, my son kind of already had those vibes. But I didn't really make the move until I knew he was locked in somewhere, you know? And... Even now, like here we are a year later from from that whole COVID incident. You know, he's back in town. He doesn't live with me. He, he's he got his own spot with his buddies, he's got a roommate sure. and things like that. He's in town. He's going to school here. He's playing baseball here because, you know, those opportunities kind of kind of expired with COVID and whatnot. Sure. Funding and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. But, um yeah, man, it was it was uh, it was crazy to be able to do that. So how how did how did you go into budgeting? How did you go into like the real like cool, great story, heartfelt story, beautiful? Now this is fucking real life. How are you going to provide for what you need, whatever you needed to provide for? So I I was able to uh, I mean so sixteen years with uh, with uh, with the state, um, I was able to build a retirement. Um, of course, of course uh, you're not of age to pull it and use it without getting penalized Taxed, yeah. or, 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 you know, fined or whatever. But, you know, not knowing how much I had put away, you know, if you do five years with the state, you're vested. After 10 years, they match what you've put in retirement. So at 16 years, I had I had a pretty I had a pretty good little chunk. So when I walked away, I was able to take the U of A's half. And I put it, you know, transferred it and, and kind of put it in the bank, didn't touch it for a little bit, but I had that to, okay. to fall back on. Um, but even then it was like, that's like my nest. I'm not trying to use that every, so that, that kind of picked up um, like my work ethic, like, okay, now I have to start figuring out some work. And what, what and, was that? And it was just freelance work. It started to. Did you did you did you post on Facebook more? It, did you buy? I, I don't even ads? have a Facebook. Like, I don't even that's have what I'm a saying. Facebook. Like, what was your, so it was just it was a lot of uh, referrals. It was a lot of um, okay. um, you know word of mouth kind of stuff, and and it, it kept me it kept me cool like 
for the time. It wasn't super. I still, I was, it was still at my own pace, the freelance gig. So it was all, it was still all at my own pace, but it did start to build up. It started to kind of accumulate and I was able to, you know, start scheduling out work. And it, it pretty much took this whole last year to kind of build that up. And like, even now, um, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm probably about a month out, like of booking gigs and stuff like that. So like, I I I kind of feel good right now. Like I feel like there's there's work out there. You know, it's starting to pick up a little more. Um, some of these gigs that I you know this last this cream gig that I've been working on really brought you know um, some new opportunities and things like that. So you know, I'm just hoping that I'm hoping that I could just keep going with it. Um, because you know I've kind of I've kind of had my hands in you know the screen printing and and the, and the and the you know the, you know the the graphic design you know logo designs and things like that for for clients and then the sign painting was something that I always kind of did but it wasn't consistent now I'm starting to find more work and more gigs and I'm still trying to figure out what it is I want to do like full time Cause I'm, cause I am, I'm still doing design work. I'm still doing, uh, you know, some sign painting. I'm, I'm, I'm still screen printing, things like that. And so it's, you know, the screen printing stuff will go into the store and that's funny because that, that kind of just turned into a, a little bit of a hobby. And then I invested in equipment and things like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And, uh, it started to, it started, I just started to like print for myself, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, because I'm like, well, shit, man, nobody has this or nobody has that or you know, then it started like I, I was just printing for myself and then I, I'd get people inquiring, hey, you know, where can I get shirts? Can I, you know, so I, so I launched a store and it's been okay. There's stickers and, and prints and, you know, hats and T-shirts and things like that um, just to kind of supplement something coming in while I'm while I'm not doing a full time gig. But that's what that's what it becomes. Right. As an entrepreneur, you realize like what you have kind of like hidden talents, right? You like oddly enough taught yourself another skill to create another stream of revenue. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I started a record label and I got sick of fucking paying people to print my shirts. Mm-hmm. So the same thing. I bought a forehead screen printer. I bought a fucking conveyor dryer. I brought everything I needed. And I just taught myself how to make these goddamn shirts. Cause I didn't want to fucking pay one anyone. color, two colors, that's something it. simple. Yeah, you know? that's it. That's it. But you cut the middleman out and, that's it, and it. it's, that's it. it, but it's that thought process, right? right? It's like, okay, at some point I'm, I'm losing here or like that. I'm burning myself out on this. Like eventually you have to figure out a hustle. You have to figure out but then people a way see to that, cut, right? to cut somebody Cause out. Cause if you do it for the right person, people are going to say, well, who did those shirts? Mm-hmm. And then it's, oh, well they did those shirts. Mm-hmm. And so now that's how that clientele starts to build up. But it's, I was doing merchandise, so it's like everyone was seeing those shirts. So mm-hmm. I started getting orders and orders and orders, and then for me, I realized I don't want to do this shit. So well, you could see how I quickly had, you could see how quickly something oh, like yeah. that will pick up, and it's like the pressure of like now having to but to produce. But the cool thing is, like, I don't have the luxury necessarily of saying I want to turn these customers away because I need all of these streams of income. So my luxury turned into well, if I'm smart enough, I'll reinvest the money that I made to open a shop. Right. 
or get someone that does enjoy screen printing to get in here and do those or things. Or you might me. have the experience to do it right. where you could actually pay someone That's to it. just keep that ball rolling. That's it, because it's know? a stream of income, right? It is, it that is. That extra 50, that 150, that 200, that's a car payment, that's an insurance payment, that's Costco visit, that's something. It is, it is. And it, and it's, it's like I said, that's something that, you know, if you're not doing something full time, that, that's always in the back, you know, that's always. And then because it's online, you're not limiting yourself to a brick and mortar or like a, a store in a certain city. It's like, no, we could distribute everywhere. And, you know, there was, there was a point to where I was like, you know, maybe I'll start to, maybe I'll start to, um, you know, take, take on job. Cause that's another option is to take on jobs and start screen printing for people. Right. Exactly. But, but, but then it starts to turn into work and right. a job right. and, that designing and that and that doing it for fun, you, you know, you start to lose that, and then it, and then it's not fun anymore, you know. So there, <laughs> yeah. so there's a point where like you you're doing just enough to keep doing it, yeah, you know. Or but that's or, such a, but that's something I think people don't realize though is that when people say, well, you you, you turned your 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 passion into a job and now you don't want to work. Well, that's kind of true, but it's still a fucking job. There's some of these places that I DJ that it was the fucking worst. Yeah. But I was there to get a check every week and I was, it was the same thing. It's the exact you, same you know thing. What, you know what goes into it. You know, you know how the, you know how that nature works. You know how that business works. So there is things you got to tolerate. There is, you know, it can't, you can't have it all. Yeah. You know, yeah. There, you, you got to give a little, you know what I mean? You do got to maybe do things you, you didn't want to do. Uh, Absolutely. But just, just to keep it, just to keep it going, you sure, know, not, sure. not to, not to be an ass to anyone or, you know, because you, you, you do, you gotta, you know, sometimes you might have to, you know, with clients too, with client work, you know, it's, you might do things you you don't want to do, or you, or <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. And, yeah. and if they're paying you, well, hey, you know what? The, the you you know, to a certain extent, though. I mean, you're not you know you're not over here and tell me how to do my shit, tell yeah. me how to do my job, and then expect me to just give you all of that. And you that's know? one. I think that's one of the biggest things that people struggle with as creatives is that they don't tend to understand that. Listen, someone hired you to be creative. They didn't hire you to duplicate what's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, uh, but, like and, and, but then there's it, there, to put your spin on it. It doesn't. There is a client that might want what everyone else wants. Sure. So, so it could be the opposite that, of that. But, but, that, but, that, but that's you're when right. that becomes a job, though. Yes. Right. Because yes. when we have and those now clients, you're just, now you're just trying to fulfill. That see, what job. I do, what yeah. I do is just say. If you're if you're asking me to do some shit I don't want to do, sure, and then I charge you three times. If you do it, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. If you pay it, cool, I'll do it. Fine. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that's fine because I didn't want to do that shit anyways. Right, but right. You know what I mean? It, you might you might you might it might have costed you to get rid of that client well, to, to say yeah. to say yes or to say no. And you always know respectfully, I mean? of course. But for me, it's like it does take away from me. It takes away from me because I'm, I'm doing something that I could have spent time with the people that I love, which is really the most valuable thing, doing something that it's the same as if I got a job at Wendy's. It's no right, different. Right. It is a little bit different in the sense I'm getting to create and do the things I love. But when you're asking me to do something that's just not where my heart is, that's not why I did this. You know, the, the freelance game, man, it's as a freelancer – one thing that I, that I really enjoy with freelancing is that I could pick the gigs. I could pick Absolutely. the jobs. I could, it, 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 hey, I, want, I need some business cards. You know what? My, my forte is not business cards. I could send you somewhere else. You know, 
you know, just there's there's certain things I don't want to do, you know, and maybe I can do them, but you know, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being a little picky or or whatever, but you know that that's you're right though. That's why you're but getting paid because 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 of a certain way or, or your style or your twist on it or, you know, that's where you're approaching me, you know, or, or something like that, you and know? I, and I think that's also a way like that strengthens your business as well because right. you stick to what you know you're good at. Right. And you know you're fucking amazing at it. And if people are looking for that, you know, then right. they know exactly where to go and ask. And, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to cost and price and things like that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to overcharge somebody or, or maybe even, you know, because we talked about maybe like maybe throwing out a crazy price just to get rid of this person because you don't want to right, do that game, right, you know? Right. Sometimes you do have that. But at the same time, you know, for me, what I'm doing now, you know, this painting gig, it, it just seems like it's, I mean, you saw me out there in front of Cream. Sure. Exposed in the sun and I got my music and, and, yeah. and you know, I got my meds right there and I'm, I'm doing it exactly what it is I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have, I don't have that yeah. boss. I don't have that, yeah. you know, somebody breathing around, you know, your, your client is, is, is the boss at sure. some point, but you know, it's, that not, it's not the same though. They paid you to be you. That, yeah, and exactly, that's the beauty exactly. of it. That's the beauty that's of a where, lot of this. That's where you work to get to that right stage, you know, where you, you're, you know, your people are looking for you for what you could do and what you could do for them. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's part of the business. You're going to pay me for what I'm good at. Like, trust me, you're paying for my you're not paying for a quick logo or you're not paying for you're paying because you, you know, I'm the creator. I'm the I'm the creative. So you're you're you know, you're putting a lot into me to be able to give you what you want, sure. you know, give you that. And there's always going to be those tweaks and shit that happen. And we want to make sure that we get it right for our clients. Right. But also like understand that, like if I make something look this way, don't ask me to make it look like the golden the corral total, or the total opposite of what I do, you know, right, or exactly. you know, something super loud or something very minimal or like, you know, it's, it's gotta be, be loud. Mindful. It's gotta yeah. be, you know, based on, I mean, it's not, it's but, not but, easy all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And every every client is different. You know what I mean? That's the thing with the with the mm-hmm. with the freelance game. Every client's every client is going to be different, and you're going to have difficult guys, and you're going to have difficult gals, and and you know you might not every job could be the greatest job. You know, sure. And that's in every field. That's not yeah, just as, a, as an artist or a designer. You know, you're gonna, you're going to do things you don't. You don't like that was one thing with school was you know going to school and, and and maybe getting these jobs and the assignments I never thought I would do and it's those jobs that like really show your talents you know like if you could if you could put make that assignment you know a really something you had fun with or something you know then it, then it could turn into oh you know I never thought I was Never thought I'd do something like that. And then all of a sudden you're forced to do it for an assignment or something. And then, yeah. okay, now, you know, now that takes you to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Next assignment or the next tougher assignment or something that you didn't want to do. But, um, yeah. How has COVID really taken an impact on what you've been doing? Um, you made, know, the, li- the, li- the, the events, things yeah, like that. Okay. I, I was doing a lot of, um, tabling yeah, okay. merch and things like that. Of course. Um, 
and not knowing that last year when I when I launched this online thing, thinking, oh, I you know when an event when an event pops up, I could just pull out of my inventory setup and do some things. Um, well, of course, that kind of all went down. You know, there's no shows, there's no Fourth Ave uh, Street Fair, there's Absolutely. no hip hop fest. You know, and those are the those are the big the big events that. You know, I sold. I dropped a shirt for them, or, or or I did. I did a certain product for these shows, or so, so like, just not not having anything um, to look forward to. I guess has kind of been the challenge, and you know, just being out in the scene because of what's going on. I, I feel like it's there is a few places I guess here in town that are starting to pick up slightly, um, but with certain requirements and things like that with the COVID, but. Um, you know, is it is it gonna is it gonna be back to normal in six months? No, probably not. You know, it's probably gonna take another year of right. figuring things out to get out of this jam. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I think I think by now, I want to say there's there's a pretty big um, percentage of people that have probably already had it. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully, something will happen with <laughs> the leadership in this country has changed for the better. Um, some may believe, think, some yes, may not, but yes, I definitely believe yeah, that that yeah. shit changed for much fucking better. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. But at least we'll hopefully, hopefully, it's still, it's still hopefully take something. Time. Hopefully, you know, at least something, some steps will be fucking taken towards some definitely, something change. definitely. And and you know, people got to be able to. Um, people got to be able to work around it. Also, you know, people sure. got to be able to work around these changes. And, um, you know, give give some of these things an opportunity to work itself out. Um, you know, you can't just throw the towel in all the time and, and you know, be a victim or, or, you know, why this or why it's like, hey, you know what? Everyone's in the same boat right now. And it's affecting everybody, man. This, you know, people's people's kids and, and, and families staying at home and, and, and people getting tired of each other and the job, people losing food, jobs, people running out of people getting food, evicted, like, yeah, you know, absolutely. so like. It's it's really taking a toll on just about everybody, you know what I mean? And I feel bad, man, for these kids that are stuck at home, you know, doing classes, doing Zoom. I mean, as an adult, I can't even do a Zoom class, you know, but I'm like, these, these kids, you know, <laughs> yeah. I feel bad by the time they get ready for school they're not going to be ready for school you know like these kids coming into kindergarten first grade they're going to think you know it's like it's like being at home all the time until they start getting called on and you know then you have to start showing your work and you know that kind of thing like some of these kids aren't going to be prepared to be in school for eight hours like Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's weird especially if you didn't have the luxury of being able to send your kid to like daycare or child care or something because honestly that shit is so fucking expensive and it is like a it's not a given. Yeah, that, and, and like that, a lot of people had to sacrifice jobs and things like that to stay home with their kids. Right, so, exactly. You know, people are doing what and they have the other to thing do. Is like some families fed their fucking kids at school. Some pa- some kids did. looked forward to school just for the meal. So what, so what happens to Honestly, these kids? Honestly, some you know? kids look forward to school to get away from the shit that went on exactly, at home. Exactly. Exactly. And now, and now they're at now shit. they're at home all day. You know, but there's with, no that, way, with that knot in their stomach, what's going to happen? There's no way some of these politicians can fucking understand that they shit. Don't, they don't know. They there's don't no understand. fucking way. There's no way. There's no way understand. they ever can. And when you have someone that's running the country that has no clue how to relate to people that have lived below that shit, you don't want to make any changes because you think it's just everyone else's fault. And if education is not a priority to the state, you know, then 
then you start to see it, shows, you know, and that's yeah. our future, man. Mm-hmm. That's like, it's wild, man. It's, it's, it's scary. Yet at the same time, it's, you know, you, you got to look out for your own. You got to, you got to absolutely, you know, you still got to help out too. You know, you got to, there's a lot of people that, you know, here we are taking things for granted. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, that don't have nothing, man. So, you know, man. you know, just being a solid person, being a solid person, being able to help somebody out. I mean, you know, if you could do it every day, great. If you could do it once a week, great. You know what I mean? But, but that's, it, it, that, that's what's, you know, that's, that's what's scary, keeping that's people the scary going. the part for, like, freelancers and people that are doing shit is that, like, yeah, I used to be able to do shit like that because I knew I had a show coming up. I knew I was DJing fucking four weddings. I knew it was wedding season. And yeah. I had eight things fucking booked, and I was going to make a shitload of money. Now it's, like, gone, 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 gone. And now I'm one of them that's saying... Well, fuck, man! I wish one of my homies that had a real job could just help me out or do some things you know? out. Yeah, which is how it's affected a lot of people that I know, man. Right. That aren't haven't had the foresight to be like, okay, this DJ shit isn't going to last forever. Here's a side hustle. Here's a side hustle. Here's a side hustle. All right, the DJ shit's gone. Like for me, that's kind of how it was for me to be able to relate to you. It was kind of a blessing for me. Because I checked out of all the fucking negative shit that was going on with, and it's the same thing, bro. I swear to you, the politics, the bureaucracy, all the shit that goes on, and who you know, whose fucking dick you're willing to suck, and all the other bullshit that goes on yeah. with the same shit as those jobs. It's yeah. the same fucking yeah. thing in all this and other you shit. Know, you can only take so much, and eventually you, it gets to the point where you make a move. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like it's like what does it take? What sometimes is it what is it gonna take? It takes the universe and, and God fucking telling you this is what it is. And you so know, some people out. need a slap in the face. <laughs> and that's it. And yeah. and you know, my my whole thing is, you know, and, and if you get anything from it, it's like, you know, be a stand up person, be a stand up father, be a stand up partner to your to your you know, to your partner, husband or wife or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, when your kids are all grown up and, and you know, do the things you want to do, you know, don't hold back and don't, you know, we don't have time. We don't have time to dwell on the shit. Like, did you, did you feel like you were running out of time? I, my, my, I, I thought I was running out of time to create. Right. Like, that's what I, I mean. I, I, like, I felt like, you know, I'm going to get old and, 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 you know, I'm going to get trapped in this, in this, state job and then I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get I'm going to get unhealthy and uh, then I'm going to yeah. have to rely again, on again. these and then now I need the job. I need the benefits because now I have a, a health issue or something like nah man that's how you get trapped. And now there. your fucking back is broken. And now you need the insurance to take care of all the work so you you've have been doing to go to work. You have years. to go to work just to get that insurance. At the because the job is what made your fucking knees go out. Exactly. Because the job is what exactly. fucked your back up. Exactly. Because so it's all. like eventually it's like you know ride the wheels till you fall off. Kind of is like that. Right, you know right. that it's one of those things. It's like you know it will if your job is is making you sick. You don't need that job. They need you. You don't need them. And that's what a lot of people. That's. You know, I yeah, started. That's to, what capitalism does, though. It keeps you. It it will let you know that you will never be able to leave this job. You know, people think Make they're in think a funk. That. They're in a. They're in a. You know, like that. They can't move forward without doing one thing or this or. You know, the risk is huge. The risk is huge. So, a lot of people will not roll the dice. You sure. Know, I have I have dice on my arms here, yeah. man. Every day is a <laughs> dice roll. Yeah. Every day is a dice roll, and 
you know, you might crap out. You might, you might hit that lucky seven, you know, but every day you wake out of, every day you get out of bed is a dice roll, man. But I'd rather roll the dice around people that I love and fucking, you know, with one and hand. Crap on, and crap out still, one, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. with one hand on the dice and the other hand on my girl's butt. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather do it that way be happy. than fucking be, in a suit that I don't be like. Happy. And clothes like, and then shoes that don't fit me. You know what I mean? You know, and, and as a, as a, as a, as a Bay Area hip hop, uh, 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 words of wisdom: Do what you like. There you go. Do what you like, man. And, and it's you know, there's not a, there's no crime for that, man. You know, don't live with regret and don't, don't have doubt. Don't think about the shoulda, coulda, wouldas. I mean, like you just got to go out there and and do what you love, and and that reward will come back, man. This is spoken know? from someone that did it. It's one thing for us to fucking sit here and say this. Like, it's one thing when you see these fucking guys that tell you to do it, but they have all these side jobs, right? And they're, they're like, well, I... What, what's they're your, one foot in, one foot out. Right, so it's like, what's your job? Well, well, I like, it's funny, man. I, I deal with this all the time with, with artists. I used to, at least. Um, I'm, I'm a rapper. Well, you're not a rapper. You work at a call center, and that is how you create your income. If you want to be a rapper, you have the talent, you have the potential, you have the drive... Quit that shit and let's and, really and open invest, a business. Invest in yourself. That's it. Invest in yourself and, and tell yourself it, it could be done. That's the thing, too, is a lot of people don't hear that. You know, it's like, hey, I, I do feel like some of these stories and, you know, if I could inspire somebody, great. I'm not doing it to inspire people, but sometimes that's what it takes to hear somebody else's story to say, Absolutely. you know what, to say, you know what. And then, like, you know, the way the way it happened was, you know, I had I had my son right after high school. You know, you know, society you know, puts this thought in your head that you have to, you know, graduate, go to college, have great, great, uh, uh, have fun in your twenties. When you hit your thirties, have a kid or have a partner, get married. Like, there's a certain like uh, uh, format for blueprint. people to follow. The American blueprint and, to keep you tracked. And trapped. you know what? Everybody's different. Like I said, even with my story, man. Like, uh, it's very unique. But like. You know, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own journey. You know what I mean? What's your, and, what's your son's name? His name's Romeo. Okay. Everybody needs to find their Romeo. Everyone needs to find their, where art thou, and, Romeo? Yeah. For real, though, everyone <laughs> needs to find him because that's what inspired you. Yes. And so what is it for everyone that inspires them? Who's that one person that they could ask that they know if they got that approval? Yeah. Then it would be gone. Well, you know what? It's it's And it's... You know, or event, or person, or fucking. It doesn't even have to be a person. What it, is it? It could just be a step in your life that that's you, it. you know. If if you've been thinking about it, take that step. You sure. know, sometimes it's the very first step that's the hardest, but but things start to fall in place. You know, if you walk away from it, it, it's it that things fear, will start bro. to. It is. It is. And, and for me, fear. it was that. It was that. It was risk over reward. Yeah, you know, paid days off and benefits like. Is that worth being unhappy? But think about just the fact that you lived in that mind state where, I mean. I was there. But listen, but listen there, think yeah. about it from the outside, right? And how fucking bizarre it sounds that you give me three days off or I get paid. You give me eight days off or I get paid and I'll fucking jump as high as you want me to jump for right. fucking eight days off. Right. 
Bro, it you can't great. get me to do anything it for eight great. days off. But within that year, you got There's a lot of bullshit you got. But I'm with saying, it, but that's the know? way that we've been trained to understand that. Like that's like the fucking best thing in the world. And there's a way listen, out of that though. Listen, but there's, but I, yeah, you know, exactly. that's what I'm saying. There's a way out of it. But like and people bro, are mind. They got their mindset on <laughs> yeah. that that re, right. that reward. You but know? they're dangling the fucking cheese. Exactly. And saying this is it. This is, but we're, in we're reality, this to you. but yeah. here's the thing. They're dangling the cheese, but in reality, that's some fucking 99 cent shitty ass cheese from fucking Walmart that everyone has the potential to buy. And if I just right. work one more day, I can get it without having to sacrifice my whole fucking life. Yep. And that's what it is. I, you know what? I don't have fucking uh, two paid weeks vacation with my yeah. job right now, Yeah. but you know what? I can go see my fucking kids anytime I want. Right. And no one's going to tell me, if you leave here, I'm not paying you anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't fucking pay me because there's yeah. 15 other fucking restaurants and other people just like you that believe in me, that will believe in me to do my job. And if not... And they understand the, the importance <laughs> to family. And, and right. you know, hey, if I got right. to go to my son's school or it's do... It. it was, you know, it, you want to you wanna, you wanna right. punish me exactly, for that? Bro. Like... I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Can I leave early to go to my son's basement? No, we really gotta. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I'm. So I'm risking losing my. You know. I'm risking my son's life here. Exactly. And and let's fucking face it. For what? For another hour, two hours of of bullshit. Like for another hour of me making sure that the pH levels on the soil is proper. (laughs) Yeah. And the potential, but it's like we could do that tomorrow. Exactly, we could do bro. that tomorrow. But there's now a, the job's telling you you need to be here, and you know, <laughs> and like I said, some people, yeah, you know, yeah. some some jobs will hold you accountable for that and make you feel like you're but, making the mistake. But that's not what life is, bro. Well, you know, that's when you got to stand up for yourself. Right, right. That's when you have to stand, and, and you need and to I'm know. Not that to you, you I'm need to saying. know when. Yeah, someone's trying to punk you. You know, you need, you need to know <laughs> when someone's example, like trying bro. to, you know, to one up you because you know, hey man, it's it's everyone's different. Everyone's got a, a totally different purpose, right? And and what's crazy is the people you come in contact with throughout this journey, where it's like, you know, I've only known you for so long, but you're telling me exactly what I want to hear, and then you think about like why why this person's coming to my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you hear someone just talking positive things in you and they're, and they're pumping you up and you're questioning yourself like, Hey, you know what? Why, why, how come I do that? Or how, you know, things just, it's just a, a very strange. Bro. Isn't it crazy that the strangeness in our world right now is someone being super positive? There's not enough of it. But isn't it crazy that it that's is, the it odd is aspect it of is life? Wild. That the 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 reality is not it, us bringing each other up isn't the norm. Usually, when we have something that we both want, you're gonna shit on me until you get there. Is what the world has told me. Or get there first, right? Right. You know? Right. So, but it's like, well, the reality is that we both can get there and figure this out, and there's enough. And money. we could both be we positive. We can all about get it. paper. We can all get fucking money. We can all be positive, yes. and we can build each other up to get ten more jobs like this. Because you're smart, I'm smart. We're both fucking beautiful Latino men that can do anything that we fucking put our minds to. But that's not how this fucking country no, has no. told us. No, and then it's shit. like you know, like sharing it with other people, like other right. people that need. They need a hand, man. You know, yeah, so it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. if there's, if at any point you can help somebody out, you know, that, that should warm your soul a little Absolutely. bit. You know, that should warm That's your heart up, for. man. And it's when, you know, when, when, when you do that kind of, 
you know, that kind of thing. That's contagious, man. And and that person might show it to someone else. And, you know, that's, that's what we need is, and is the crazy just thing love, is, is, you know? Absolutely, bro. And the crazy thing is in a digital world, all that has changed too. Yeah. So it's not only just an aspect of if people think they can't help you because they're far away or whatever, but look, we all have platforms. Mm-hmm. I got people that love fucking streetwear. I have people that love certain things. And you know what? I got people in my feed that don't love the same shit that I right, like. Right. And, and that's one okay. Share, yeah. And, and one that's share okay. and one thing from my friends, from my non-friends, from my competition just sweetens the pot for everyone. Right. And there's no reason that we can't coexist. But again, being in that rat race, being in that society tells us we got to fucking claw our way to the top and do whatever we need to do to get there. And I agree with that, but there's also ways that we can do that where we're clawing and bringing someone with us because there are people that feel that. And sometimes you got to puff your chest out a little bit and figure out ways, for me at least, and figure out ways to where you don't want to be ran over Right, you don't want to be fucking pushed and manipulated and bullied, but you also we're men at the end of the day, and we also need to stick up for ourselves and figure out. But there's a right way to do that that we can both figure out the right way. It doesn't have to crush anyone. And that vibe, like I said, that vibe could be contagious, you know. And and that's 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 where you know, and it's 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 just opening someone else's eyes and and doing it doing it your way or doing it a certain way and somebody's seeing that and recognizing that process. Mm-hmm. We talked about that and sure, you know, just respecting that process. And, and like I said, everyone having just their own journey and their own way of, of taking care of things, you know, it's, you hear someone's story, but you know, it, it's not going to end, it's, you know, your story is not going to be similar to mine, but you know, we still go through these same struggles and these same uh, um, difficulties. So, you know, everyone's, everyone's, just trying to, you know, trying to eventually crawl out this box. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a fact. Um, but and we all, you know what? And the crazy thing is, is when it comes to that shit, doesn't matter what job you work, doesn't matter what you're doing, we all go through similar struggles. Yeah, you know, yeah. The fucking stress of being providers, the stress of not being a provider, the stress of being a father, the stress of being a partner, the stress of yeah. all the daddy dues and the fucking honey dues. The honey do dues. Uh, you know, you, if you if you have a house, you got there's a lot of stuff going on there. You know, <laughs> yeah. in a household. Yeah. But I mean, dogs, you know, yeah, cats, you're, you know, you got yeah, you're, you're, you got to be a great coworker. You got to be a great all you know father. Things. You know everything, man. And it's but there's nothing wrong with holding pride. And being good at all of those titles, man. And I think that's one of the things that goes away in some aspects is that people think that because they're doing one thing great, they might not have to do the other thing as well. Yeah, it's... it's. Uh, but just take some pride in your It job, does, it does, you know? man. And it's, you know, it's, it's being able to listen and, and, and open up to other people yeah. and, and uh, you know, <laughs> we just... Wear, wear a lot of hats, man. We wear a lot of hats. Yeah, definitely. You know? Definitely. And that not not, you know, not to brag about it, but yeah, you know, it's... It, because we've experienced that, you sure. know, you, you you can, you know, switch out hats and and be a, a, a totally different person, but give that person a hundred percent. You sure. know, that person could be a hundred percent at this, and you know, and, and whatever. But uh, you know, it's it's not easy, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it's it. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it, and you know, it, it, somebody will somebody will take notice, and yeah. You know, the right not, ones, not the that right you, ones not will. that you, yeah, not that you're doing it for praise or anything like that, but you know, it is very rewarding when someone absolutely shares that and, right. and, and tells you, hey, and that's what I mean when the right I ones learn will, from you, right? or you know, well, like that. That's part of who, who growing. Have, that's part of 
acknowledging, you know, hey, maybe this could happen. Maybe this and could that's be what, my And way. that's what I mean. The right ones aren't always the easiest ones. It might take a hundred people it, to Someone tell could take this the negative you know? way and hear these things, but even that negativity is something that you could learn, grow, and grow together. It's, and learn it's from listening, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no one's telling you what to do. It's just you listen and you take what you can from it. Sure. And, you know, it, it. it's, you know, take what you can from it. And if you didn't get anything out of it, well, you know, you listened. And you, that's, got that's, posi- you, you got li- some positive energy from it. You listened, yeah, and, and you, gave it a, you gave it an opportunity. Right, right. Um, maybe you got to listen to it again, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, um, everyone's everyone's got their own well, listen, brother, struggles. I, thank you so much for stopping in, bro. Yeah, this definitely. has been such a great visit, definitely, man. man. Really good energy, man. Um, as I told you when we were talking outside, like I think more people need it. I wanted more people to hear because people who take that plunge and just say, fuck it, this isn't for me, more people need to hear about that because there's people out there that are, I promise they're trapped. you know, they're trapped. they feel trapped, but they're not trapped. And they There's can a do way it. out. There's there definitely is. a way out, and I, and I hope everybody could find their you know, their way out of, of yeah. their struggle and, and, you know, doing, you know, it, it, it didn't, it just happened overnight, you know, but of course, and it still um, hasn't. And, you know, I'm here. I am still trying to figure it out. Yep. So, same. um, and you know, I, I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, good I don't, point. I don't great have, I don't have, um, you know, I don't have a, a, a solid schedule to say, you know, or a solid, um, occupation, or whatever. It's like <laughs> yeah. every day is every day is, is something and, and I'm cool with that. Like yeah. I I've accepted that and you know, I hope things work out and I and I could, you know, pick up more work and, and things like that and um but, <laughs> I feel it, yeah. You know, but I appreciate I appreciate your time as well. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. Um, so tell tell people where they can find everything, please. Uh so my artist name West Styles twenty six on Instagram and uh probably twitter um i don't have a facebook i was never i was never cool enough to have a facebook and my wife tells me well you know you're you're good for not having there's nothing on facebook nah, anyways but you know as an artist of course i'm thinking well that's probably another platform to get my work out and of whatnot course. um but uh you know west styles gear you could find it at uh west styles design um dot big big cartel um, it's also in the link in my Instagram bio. Um, it's W E S T Y L E S. Uh, yes. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm in this, uh, sign painting gig right now. And if anybody wants their name, their address, they want their business sign, hit me up, give me a holler, you know, let's, uh, let's give the people what they want. You know, <laughs> I feel it. Well, thank but, you, brother. Uh, I appreciate you, yeah, man. Thank yeah, you so no much, problem, man. I, yeah. I, I dig it. I, I had a good time, man. This cool. was actually my first, uh, my first podcast. So good, man. you know, good. just pop my uh, pop, <laughs> my, pod, my podcast cherry. So, <laughs> all right, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. Yes, sir. You, you yes, have sir. a wonderful uh, everything, everyone out there listening, and uh, we'll check in and see you guys soon. Peace. Cool. Thank you.